Welcome to Addicted to Busy, the podcast specifically for overachieving property managers who are dying for a little more work-life balance in their lives. Each week, we dismantle all the BS that holds us back. You'll learn how to nix those tricky self-sabotaging habits so that you have the time, energy, and motivation to create what you really want in life. If you're looking to shift from overcommitted to overjoyed, this is the podcast for you. Let's do this. Now, your host, Anna Havalyana. Hello, and welcome back to Addicted to Busy. For those of you who are new here, welcome. I am super glad to invite you to the podcast. And for those who have been following along for a while now, I want to say thank you for tuning back in each week. Um, I've received some outreach from listeners, and it is wildly exciting and validating to hear that this is resonating with people and that it's helping. And I've also received some amazing feedback as to other tips and tricks that people want to share. So thank you for listening and thank you for reaching out. At the time of recording this podcast, I'm actually preparing to go to the National Association of Residential Property Managers Power Up Conference in North Carolina. And I can't tell you how excited I am. I'm going to get to meet one of my clients in person, as well as meet up with one of my coaching colleagues that I met when I did my coaching certification. So this event has been really well advertised and no pun intended, they have hyped up the energy for the conference, which is titled Power Up. So I'm excited to go and meet everyone. As a coach, we often talk about the power of our thoughts. So something will happen in your life or someone will say something and we have a thought about it. And once we have a thought, that thought is what creates our feeling. So it's not the circumstances of our lives that create our feelings. It is our thoughts about them. Now, what's important about narrowing down what we're feeling is that our feelings are what cause us to take action or inaction. And the sum of all of the actions we take is going to equate to the results that we create in our lives. Now... I think where people can sometimes get it wrong is that they think they need the circumstances of their lives to be different in order for them to feel better. So someone might believe that they need their spouse to do chores a certain way and then they can feel relaxed. Or they believe that their boss needs to get off of their back and then they can feel focused. Or they might believe that their bank account should have a certain amount of money in it, and then they can feel secure. And this isn't wrong per se, but what can end up happening is that we can start spending our time and energy trying to change everyone and control everyone around us. And most of us have no control over what other people do. So the next step people will try to take is shifting their thinking to positive thoughts. And this can work for us. In fact, this is what we call thinking intentionally, where we want to take ownership for our mindset and make sure that we're in control of it instead of at the effect of it. But this isn't always the answer. 
sometimes when we're trying to just shift into a different thought, we can end up gaslighting ourselves by trying to slap toxic positivity on a situation that it may be very appropriate to be upset or be offended or be angry. We can also get in trouble by blaming ourselves for the way that we feel. We might start telling ourselves, oh, well, I create my feelings with my thoughts and I'm choosing to think this, so I'm doing this to myself. And that's not necessarily always the case. We wanna make sure that we account for the full 50-50 experience of life. That means that sometimes we're gonna have thoughts that just don't feel good, and that is part of being human. So, yes, we can think intentionally, we can choose to think positive thoughts, but sometimes negative thinking can help us. Sometimes negative thinking can help us create relief for ourselves. So I want to share one of my negative thoughts that has actually helped me show up better, and that is that property management is nothing but problems. While this may sound depressing, and like the worst sales pitch to get people to come join the industry, if we start to accept it, we can shift the way that we show up each day. When I accept that property management is nothing but problems, the only thing left to do is to identify as a problem solver. There's a big difference when you shift into taking full responsibility for figuring out solutions. So often I will hear on-site staff simply complaining about what is wrong. They're just rehashing the problem over and over and over again and pointing fingers at each other. Like I said, there's a lot of power in accepting that property management is nothing but problems. Whether it is issues with maintenance, with your tenants, with the corporate office, or with the owners, this is all part of the industry. I once worked with two people and I love them dearly and they are fabulous at their jobs, but they spent a lot of time venting about the way things are. This isn't to invalidate their experience or their opinions, but this is to say that we cannot change the past. It's healthy to vent, but if the conversation never shifts into being solutions focused, It can easily just turn into a gossip session, which can be a waste of time. The managers who will stand out will be the ones who challenge themselves to find a solution and or to analyze the problem in an effort to figure out how to prevent it in the future. Listen, I'm sure if you think of the roster of colleagues that you've worked with over the years, You can easily identify people who spend time blaming, and you can also likely find the people who spend time solving. When you intentionally shift into anticipating that property management is nothing more than problems to solve, it removes anything that you need to gossip about, because then problems just become part of your normal day. For all my clients, I want you to tune in here because you will likely hear this come up on a coaching call. I know for me, when I started adopting this mindset, I assumed that it meant I was going to be a negative Nelly. I mean, anticipating problems kind of sounds like every day would just be a constant bummer. But instead, it kicked me into a different gear. 
every day became a puzzle to figure out how to negotiate the demands of my tenants alongside the expectations of my owners. To be honest, it kind of made things more fun and interesting. And this mindset trickled into other areas of my life. I think that many of you may have heard me talk about my experience with losing weight. I will be the first to say that when it came to my activity level and my food choices and my body image, I spent a lot of years being a victim, complaining about how expensive healthy food was and how I had no time to prepare it and no time to get to the gym. And when I started to look at those items as problems to solve, one by one, I started figuring out what I needed to do to remove that problem from my life. So it started with figuring out how to eat clean. It continued with figuring out how to make exercise a habit. The next problem that I had to solve was I had to learn how to manage my relationship with alcohol. And then from there, I had to narrow in even further and solve the problem of eating in between meals. All of this is to say is that when I stopped looking at my complaints as a barrier to entry, they just turned into little puzzles that I needed to figure out. Another place where I started looking at it like a problem to solve was homeownership. I remember getting so frustrated with how much money I was spending on rent and I had no clue how to buy a house. I was, I think, 23 when I started getting the idea that that might be something I wanted to do. And so I started solving the problem ahead of time. I remember I asked to meet with a realtor and I told her, hey, this probably isn't going to happen for me for another three to four years. And thankfully, she was really kind and still decided to meet with me. And she helped me figure out the problem of how to become a homeowner. And what was really fun was meeting up with her, I think, three years after that initial meeting and saying, I am ready to buy. So what happens is when we stop arguing with the way that things are and we start shifting into problem solving mode, you will start taking different actions. Specifically, you will start taking actions that are going to get you closer to your goals. Like I mentioned before, I was definitely someone who played the victim all of the time. But when I had this mindset shift, I ended up becoming someone who did her homework and figured it out. So I'll give you an example. If we go back to the example that I gave you about owning a home, it was very evident that as an assistant property manager, I was not making enough money in order to afford owning a home. That became a problem to solve. I needed to figure out how to make more money. So I did a number of things. Um, I used to sing weddings and I used to make money doing that. And then I also taught piano lessons to kids and I made money doing that. But it became very evident that doing all of that alongside a full-time job wasn't gonna be sustainable from a time standpoint. So what I did instead was I started looking at all of the LinkedIn profiles of the higher ups in my company. And what I noticed was that most of them had their CPM designation through IRAM. That was the solution to my problem. 
right away I started investing in myself and I got my ARM designation through IRAM, which helped me get promoted, which helped me get more money. <laughs> and then I bought my house. If you want to hear more about that story, I encourage you to listen to episode number 19, how to use money to overcome the scarcity mindset. It is so powerful when you know that you can create your own solutions and your own results. I want you to listen up because this is what makes the difference. This mindset has freed me from feeling like I need to wait on someone else to tell me that I'm ready or that I have to wait for someone to give me an opportunity. Now what happens is I get to decide what I want and then I go figure out how to get it. This is very different than waiting for a supervisor to tell you that you're ready or waiting for a recruiter to reach out to you for your next opportunity. Keep in mind, all of this is coming from intentionally choosing to think negatively. As we start to close this out here, I really want to invite you to be curious about the quality of conversations that you're having. Listen, venting can be very, very beneficial. It can feel great to get something off of our chest so that then we're free to go take action. But in certain situations, we really need to fine-tune our ears to see if the conversations that we are engaging in are focused around blaming or if they're geared towards finding solutions. Listen, I have definitely been in both situations. I can think of times at work where the staff has stood around and had a powwow and just complained about everything that upper management has been doing wrong and how they don't understand what's going on on the site level. But I've also been in situations where we've had those conversations and we've tried to come up with solutions to what we're talking about. It is much more fun to work on a team that is solutions focused. Our time is our most valuable resource. And when it comes down to how we're spending it, it's likely not best spent taking time to place blame on someone. When you can clearly hear that a venting session is going nowhere productive, you have the opportunity to gain back time and energy you get to make the choice to exit and get back to work. And this doesn't just apply to work conversations. This can be really beneficial in social settings as well. There are some people who for one reason or another are frequently a negative Nelly and or a gossiper. And listening to that takes your energy. You always have a choice in who and where you give your energy. For me, some days I have the bandwidth to listen and to vent, but other days I don't, and I have to be more deliberate about where I place my time and who I give it to. At the end of the day, we always have a choice if we're going to jump into the blame game or if we're going to keep ourselves in action that moves us towards our goals. So that is all I have for you today. Property management is nothing but problems, which you probably already knew, but I am excited to see what changes when you start to evaluate the quality of your conversations. If you want to continue the conversation, I would love for you to join our group coaching program. 
currently we are focusing on creating a 32 hour work week. So if this is something that you're interested in exploring, I would love for you to come and sign up for a free coaching session so that you can try it before you buy it. If you want to do this, you can find the information on our website. That is anahavaliana.com. And then up in the top right hand corner, click get free coaching. That's A double N A J A V as in vital E double L A N A dot com and click get free coaching in the top right hand corner. All right, my friends, I love you. Keep going. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Addicted to Busy. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.